On this episode of the Parker J. Cole Show, you are going to learn what it means to travel with a comforter when you're going through hard times. Coming up next in just a moment. Hi, and welcome to this edition of the Parker J. Cole Show. I am your host, the Queen Parker J. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited to bring back on my guest co-host and contributor, Tira McNear. She is the author of lots of books, but today we're going to be talking about her book, Traveling with the Comforter. You want to know what this is about? I'll tell you about it in just a few moments. As always, we want to thank you for your support. We have been showcasing Christian authors worldwide for the past nine years, and as God gives us great, we'll continue to do so. To find out how you can help out, simply go to patreon.com slash write stuff and see what you can do. And as always, we covet your prayers. To stay up to date with PJC Media, simply go to pjcmedia.net, click on that pink follow button, and you'll never, ever have to miss a show. And so, without further ado, I'm going to bring Tara on board. Tara, how you doing today? Ooh, I'm great. I am great and traveling with the comfort of self. <laughs> I don't have to drive. <laughs> I love that, Tira. Traveling with the comforter, I am in the passenger seat. And most of the time, we hate side seat drivers. But in this case, I'm going to say it, even though it's cliche, Jesus takes the wheel. People say that as a cliche, but you are going to let us know what that means as we talk about your book, Traveling with the Comforter. But before we do that, I want people to be reacquainted with you. It has been a minute since you've been on the show. For our listeners out there, Tara was with me when we had a wonderful pastor panel about mental health and pastors. At the time of that recording, there were a lot of news stories of pastors who were either leaving the church or having breakdowns because of the mental issues that was going on in their lives. And so she was with us for that. We had a wonderful time talking about that. Well, now she is back helping us as a pastor who is going through her own struggles and traveling with the comforter. You can get traveling with the comforter on amazon.com or wherever books are sold. There's a special story behind this, so let's just dig right in. Tira, let the people know a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, as you said, I am the pastor of Fountain of Life Global Christian Ministries here in Menlo Park, California. I am a third generation preacher, and it is just an awesome legacy that I walk in. And I have been challenged all of my life by the gifting and the calling of the Lord. And I, you know, I struggled with it when I discovered that God had something for me that was going to duplicate some of the things that I had seen my dad do. And, you know, there were a lot of stories of things that my grandmother and my grandfather did and of the challenges, for example, of women in ministry, which my grandmother totally and completely experienced. Uh, I had some time that I spent in the theater and in the film world. That was my, uh, what I thought I was going called to do. 
you know, that's kind of core to who I am. I work, we even right now with the Fountain of Life, we have decided that we need to spend a greater amount of our energy on raising of kids who will not be coming, who may be able to avoid coming to Christ toe up from the floor up. You know what I'm saying? And so we are investing in that right now. So what I do, I when I have time, I write and put out a book, a children's book sometimes, and sometimes a book like Traveling with a Comforter, which happens to be, I discovered from the Lord after I had uh, dotted my final I and crossed my last E, he, t- he said it was a series. All right, well, do Jesus. So that in a nutshell is who I am. And I just want to see the will of God done in the earth. And I want to be on the list of those who help to make it happen. And that's who I am. I love the way you titled this Right Now Memoir. And I think this is important. We like to look at narratives of faith from the position of, oh, we have already seen the victory. But there is victory when the complete healing has not come. There is victory when you don't have all the answers. All you have is your faith that you're walking on. And in your book, Traveling with the Comforter, you have the subtitle with cancer on the bumper. And I love that you did that because I know so many people are going to resonate with that title, with those words. Most of us, particularly here in the West, know people who have cancer. We have had cancer ourselves. We see cancer as the one thing we don't want to hear. For myself, my twin sister is currently dealing with bout of cancer again for the third time. And so how you are using your journey to help others is what really compelled me to want to make sure we highlight this right now journey. And go ahead and get your copy of Traveling with the Comforter with Cancer on the Bumper on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. But before we get into that, I want you to tell the story of how your journey began. What were the signs that looking back, you should have noticed or I don't want to say should have noticed that you noticed about what was changing in your body? Well, in the summertime, I do, in addition to being a pastor, I take on the task of doing a very, very intense summer jobs program that targets young people that a lot of other people might not hire. Our target audiences, those that have may have criminal records, they may be dropping out of school, et cetera, pregnant, you know, all kinds of experiences like that. And we attempt to build them up and make them ready for the workplace. That requires a lot of energy. And so when I get on that role, I've noticed that I'm not always as attentive as I should be to what's going on in my body. I knew that I was becoming more tired. Uh, And then I had a recurring problem with very intense bleeding. And uh, this is like postmenopausal bleeding. And so it was actually on a day that the young people that I was knee deep in the summer jobs program that I got on the toilet and literally could not get off. You know, that we laugh about that commercial that says I've fallen, but I can't get up when I was on the toilet and I cannot get up. 
And uh, it just so happened that I had dismissed the crew of college students who helped me to manage the younger people. I had, uh, there was one that stayed around and she had been with me in previous summers and I yelled as much as I could to her and I said, I need you to call 911 because I can't get up. Okay. And she did. And the paramedics came in and they came through the door and they convinced me to get up (laughs) and help me off of the toilet and took me in, thanks be to God, and by ambulance. And from then, they began to discover that I had endometrial cancer. And that was what was causing the bleeding. I was literally the woman with the issue of blood. But the way life is, sometimes we're moving so fast or get this, even so attentive to what's going on in other people's lives. You know, when you're a shepherd, you want to make sure the sheep are all right. And I think we talked about this when we were doing the mental health issue with pastors. And that is the shepherd also has to, the under shepherd, which is who pastors are, we have to learn how to take care of ourselves in the process. And so that is where my journey began when I was able to get into the system, so to speak, and where they can do the proper diagnosing and all of that and assemble a care team to be able to take me on this journey. So that's kind of how my story begins. And it's amazing because it happened in an unlikely place doing an unlikely thing. But oftentimes when you get hit with a challenge, you didn't necessarily plan for it. It wasn't something you put on a schedule. We'll have challenge today. And because if you did, you will keep pushing that off to the next day. <laughs> we'll deal with that challenge later. But the Lord uses these challenges for many different reasons. And as you've gone through this entire journey of traveling with the comforter, with Cancer on the Bumper, which is the title of your right now memoir, what are some of the things the Lord has revealed to you throughout this journey? Well, the first thing is that I have to trust him on a greater level than I've ever known. You know, every time I think about uh, the scripture that so many of us have memorized, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on thy own understanding in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. You know, there's enough word in that to be able to make a huge difference in the way that we travel. It begins with trust. And then acknowledging him and the, when I think of the word acknowledge, I think act like you know him, you know, and when you really know someone, you are mindful of what they think about, you're concerned about what they care about, and you want to be attentive to what, because it's God, you want to be attentive to what he has said about this, that, or the other. The promise is that, you know, he will crown our efforts with success, but we don't take the time, unfortunately, enough to really, really, really acknowledge him. We kind of bypass that step and we'd like to go our own way. And I think that that is one of the major challenges to take what you know in the word and to really live that out, walk that out, and then go get some more, keep going back. 
you know, like we do with cereal. You know, you put that first bowl of cereal out and you eat that and you, then you begin to repeat that and eat that every day and you just keep eating and and, and etc. you know? And so that's one of the major things. And the other thing is to know that he's got you covered. And I use the example in the book of the old fashioned kind of comforters that I saw growing up. And I actually, my aunt, uh, my great aunt actually gave me one. And I took it to college. And even though it was Southern California, when it got cold, it got really, really, really cold. And if I wrapped up in that comforter, I don't mean just put it on me. I mean, wrap myself totally up in it burrito style, then not even a breeze could come through. I mean, bugs couldn't get in there. If that was a challenge, nothing could get in. I was literally untouchable with the comforter in the wrapped upness of the comforter. And he taught me that when he would say things to me through this process, when he would say three simple words, I got you. It was that same feeling that I had when I was wrapped up in that hand-sewn comforter that seemed to be able to block out everything that would come my way, anything that was hazardous to my living, to my health, to all of those things were taken care of. And so that was another thing that I could trust that when he says He's going to do. I got you, I heard him say. And I remember when I went into the, you know, there were, there were, oh boy, there was a lot of things that happened, but it's okay to ask for confirmation because when it came time for me to take the, you know, the surgery was a no brainer. I had this great big old tumor. And uh, she told me, the doctor told me uh, that night that when we were able to connect, that it, she was going to take out, they were going to take out all of the, you know, the female parts and stuff. And I told her, I said, well, you know, I don't think I'll be needing those anymore unless God going to do a, a Abraham, Sarah. You know, you know, I think that season has passed. Help yourself with anything in there. And, and, um, you know, just cut it away. You know, don't talk. You know, you ain't got to tell me. You don't have to wake me up to get my permission. Just go ahead on and do what you need to do. And it was amazing. I knew that was the will of God. And as a result of that, the bleeding stopped lightly. And so that was a blessing. So, but it came out of that trusting him and knowing that this is his will. So we're going to go ahead and do that. And so what they had done with that is they took the tissue and they examined it, and, and that was several weeks as I was recovering from the surgery. And then we had a, a meeting, and the surgeon, or the surgeon who was also my doctor, my oncology doctor, he said that he wanted me to do something called the chemotherapy. And I had never experienced it for myself, but I had experienced it, as, as you've talked about with your twin. My sister, who is just two years older than me and passed in 2018, you know, our family went through a cancer twice with her and then she passed. And so I saw some things relative to 
chemotherapy that were not very attractive. But in my back of my head, I'm hearing, I've got you, I got you, I got you. But yet there was still an uneasiness about me because I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't certain. I was, you know, giddy in this. You God, you want me to do this? Well, I better throw out the fleece here because I need something sure that I can um, know that this is your perfect will for me. And as a matter of fact, I had consulted with people that I knew that had gone through it and I didn't know anything about it directly in terms of my body did not know what this was. I had never really been sick. That's the other big thing. Never the last surgery I had when I was, what, about three, four weeks old. I had none of those common kind of experience in the, with the health care, anything. But yet I was, you know, hearing a voice that said, I got you. And I knew that, as I said, I had to trust in the Lord with all of my heart and lean not on my own understanding in all my ways, acknowledge him. I was acknowledging him and believing that he would indeed show up and show me that this was his will. And you know what? He did. I'm telling you, I had a list of questions that I was going to ask in an upcoming teleconference, the conference that was going to decide whether I was going to go through with what the doctor said or whether I was going to sit back. And in the doctor's speech, as he was communicating with me about all the reasons why I should do this, at the very end, he said precisely one of the questions that he said the answer to one of the questions that I was going to ask. A family member had told me, ask him if he would recommend chemo for his mother. And do you know the last thing that came out of his mouth before finished talking was, Reverend, I would recommend this for my mother. And he had this little strange look on his face like, did I say that? And that I knew because of my relationship with the Lord, I knew that that wasn't, he may not, God uses who he wants to, he, you know, he may not have intended to say that even. But that was the turning point where I could firmly say, I trust you, God. I don't know what this is from Adam. I need, in my acknowledging you, I need to hear your voice in the midst of all of this so that I could know to go this way. And the Lord showed up and he showed me and I was able to go ahead and take those treatments and they made a difference. They made a difference. It's, it's chemo is a, a bully to say the least, but it was a necessary bully, necessary in terms of my relationship with the Lord and necessary for what it does in the body. Now it does some things that are not so nice as well, but it was the right call at the right time for this body. Just incredible listening to your story, Tira, and to know that the Lord guided you throughout the entire journey. And your book, Traveling with the Comforter, subtitled With Cancer on the Bumper, really does explore your journey and this right now memoir that the Lord has graciously allowed you to share your experiences. And I think that's one of the unique aspects of this book that it isn't 
the triumph right now. It is the journey. It is going through this, trusting in the Lord, knowing that the Lord has your back. And I love the example you use of the comforter. It reminds me of John 14. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I said unto you, neither let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And that's from John 14. And for those of you, my grandmother taught me John 14 when I was a little girl. And growing up, she used to uh, braid our hair. We'd be sitting on the steps in our room because the steps led up to the attic. And we'd sit on that step and she would have the comb and the grease that she'd braid in our hair. And we would go, let not thy heart be troubled. And she said, say it again. Let not thy heart be troubled. We all have to say it. And we didn't say it right. Pop on the hair, comb, <laughs> do it again. And now you hear those words and what they instilled into you. And they take on a new meaning. And that's what I love about this book, Traveling with the Comforter, because you don't have to travel alone. As I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, the statement has become cliche, almost losing the impact of what that means when we say Jesus take the wheel. And that's more of a secularism, and I fully admit that. However, at the same time, when you are dealing with trouble, no matter what it looks like, you are literally asking the Lord to take control. I trust you, Lord, and I know you're not going to let anything happen to me. That's what this book is going to share, share with you. That's what this book is going to tell you. And there's more along the way because she has really cool rhyme in the story that I think you're going to love. It's called The Emancipation Rhyme. You're going to love that part of this book. And she's going to talk about just everything she's gone through. And I hope that some of these things that she is sharing help you as you go along in life. One thing, too, that Tara mentioned that I want you to take to heart, dear listener, is that you don't have to walk alone. Before Tara and I began recording this episode, I really told her about the different things that was going on in my life where the Lord grabbed me and just held me and told me to trust him and talk to him for my trust in him. And she said, you, that she trusts in the Lord. Some people may have more difficulty dealing with that. But when you are in a situation that you cannot control, the only person you can go to is the Lord because he really will take care and he really will be with you throughout the journey. Tara, in the few moments we have left, I love the way you pray. I can remember one time you prayed and your words went into my ears and I was on my headphones and it traveled all through my body. I felt everywhere just ripple against my skin. And, and I said, whoo, it was powerful prayer. And I want you, I'm going to mute myself. And I want you to pray for us today as we get ready to end our show. But for our listeners out there, make sure you get your copy of Traveling with the Comforter, the Cancer on the Bumper. A right now memoir that will help you with what you're dealing with right now. Dear, go ahead and pray for us today. Amen. Father, we just thank you and we praise you, God, that you have designed us, Father, for every challenge, God, that we will meet in this life, God. And you have equipped us, Father, to walk the way you would have us to walk. 
Father, to do the things that you have called us to do, to achieve everything that you have brought us here for, God. So, Father, as we draw near to you, God, let us sit in a greater way than ever before. For God, how you love us, God, so much that you've left no stone unturned in our design, God, that we are more than able, God, to walk it out, to travel with you, God, because sometimes traveling with you becomes a tug of war of whether we're going to be in control, Father, or you, Father. But God, you've even equipped us for that. And so we just thank you, God, for that equipping that enables us, Jesus, to trust you. We thank you, God. And for those, God, that may be struggling beyond measure uh, with the controls, God, and, and even want to touch the wheel, God. Oh, Father, I pray that you would give us the peace, God, that surpasses all understanding, Father. Give us the knowledge that we need. Give us the desire, Father, to do things in the way that you would have us to do, God. And for those, Father, who are struggling, God, uh, in their bodies today, I pray, Father, that you would bless, God, that you would heal, Father, that you would instruct, God, that you would comfort, Lord, that you would advocate for, God, that you would bring every need to God, that they have, God, to the uh, forefront of your mind, Jesus, and bless God and meet every single need according to your riches in glory through Christ Jesus, God. And I just bless your name, God, that that which you have called each one of us to do, what may seem minuscule to, to us, God, is actually, God, in the landscape of the entire universe, God, is huge in the eyes of heaven, Father. So let us be focused as we go forward into this precious new year, God, 2023. Let us go forward, God, with focus, God. Let us know that at every turn, God, that you are with us, God. And that you promise to never leave us nor forsake us, God. And we can call on you any time of the day and night. And there never has to be a, a disconnect, Jesus. So bless us, oh Lord, I pray. Let your healing virtues flow, God. Whether it be soul healing, Father, or otherwise, physical healing. God. And we just thank you, God, and praise you for the relationship that we have with you, God, and for all that you have in store for us, God, especially when we explore and go for knowing you all the more. And I just bless your name, God, that we got your love and there is nothing better that you could have possibly blessed us with. Take us to the next place where we're to go, God, empowered by knowing that we are loved unconditionally by our God. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And for our listener out there, if you were invigorated 
by that prayer, know that you can go to the Lord in prayer. Tira, thank you so much for praying for us. Thank you for letting the Lord use your journey to help others. And I'm thankful for that. Tira, thank you so much for being with me. For those of you, make sure you get your copy of Traveling with the Comforter with Cancer on the Bumper, a right now memoir by Tira McNear, available on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. I hope that you have been encouraged. I pray that you have been inspired. And I know the Lord will guide you, whatever your struggles are. Because guess what? You are not traveling alone. You're riding with the company. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of the Parker J. Cole Show. You have a wonderful, absolutely glorious blessed day. And God bless.